Today we'll be reading Jonah chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. This is the word of our Lord. You may be seated. Good morning. All right, guys. My name is Pastor Bradley Andrews here. I am the children's pastor here at Desert Breeze Community Church, DB Kids. And thank you for joining us today. Uh, today is a little bit different. If you haven't looked around, it's uh, some decor, some things in the hallway. We also have some, uh, some smaller people in here as well. <laughs> so this is family service, and thank you so much. And it was just awesome just even getting to see the video, but also hearing during worship, getting to just sing together, and even some of the songs we did over the, the, the week, because we're just coming off of the week of VBS, Vacation Bible School. And just one of the songs I love that we got to sing today was, come on, BBS crew, sing with joy now. Our God is for us. You know the hand motions. Our Father's love is a strong and mighty fortress. Raise your voice. No love is greater. Who can stand against us if our God is for us? Oh, isn't that the truth? Now, First off, this has been awesome just getting to see the, the transformation around the church. But also, it's not just one person or even just a small team. It took a whole effort. First off, families, kiddos, thank you so much for being a part of the DB Kids and Desert Breeze as a whole. Uh, also, volunteers, oh, thank you. Lifeblood, thank you guys so much. Even our prayer warriors, it's just been, oh my goodness, the, the, this battle that's not always seen. Thank you, prayer warriors, these, for this time. But also our child care staff, oh, ministry to ministries, but also our coordinators. Thank you. So our, our team has been growing this past year, and it's been awesome to see how God has been working in children's ministry. We have my wife, uh, Judy, uh, who is over, oversees uh, graphics and admin, uh, Julie, who oversees the nursery, uh, Miss... Um, <coughs> sorry, Miss Cameron. Uh, sorry, guys, this is the third round. Uh, so, Miss Cameron, who oversees the ages three to K. Miss Chris, who oversees elementary events. Miss Hannah, who oversees childcare and our newest additions. Uh, Miss uh, Heather, who's overseeing enrichment around DB Kids. And Miss Christine, which, get ready for this, is overseeing Saturday nights here at Desert Breeze. DB Kids is making a comeback Saturday nights beginning August for ages three to fifth grade. So exciting for that. So God is doing a great work uh, here at the church, but also in the kids' ministry. But rather than hearing it from me, I want you guys to let's roll that clip and see what God has been doing this past week in VBS. I was just a taste of VBS this week, and it was just so awesome to see how God has, is, and is continuing to work uh, over in kids' ministry, even to the point this past week, guys, we had 18 kiddos who said they wanted to begin that relationship with Jesus Christ. Oh. And in addition, 
Also, we had 30 kiddos, uh, just over 30 kiddos, who were wanting to get more information with bapt about baptism. So, oh, so exciting to see just the, just seeing the development, even in kids, uh, how they grow uh, and develop in their walks with Christ. Now. When it comes to uh, getting to say praises and giving thanks to God, oftentimes it's in those good times where we can say, yeah, praise God. Look what he's doing. Oh, yeah, awesome. See what's going on. Oh, so great. But here's where it comes to be a little bit harder is when not just the high times or the good times, but in the ugly times and in the hard times. It's kind of a little bit harder to see how God is working. We have a saying over in DB Kids, see those God sightings? And it's not just those God sightings in the good times, but also in those hard times as well. It can be hard to see. And that's where our story of Jonah picks up today. We're in Jonah chapter 2. Now, just know, adults, you have uh, your sermon notes, but also kids, you have your sermon notes as well. They're over at the DB Kids cart in the back if you'd like to grab them. Just know what I'm going to be doing today is I'm going to be incorporating the big ideas from uh, VBS this week. Anytime you hear me say one, you just mark it off and then you'd say, awesome God, just like how we saw in the video. So just as a heads up, if you'd like to, the DB cart is in the back. Now, we learned last week about rebelling against God. If you remember uh, the story of Jonah, uh, he was going in the complete opposite direction he was supposed to. And when it comes to seeing how God's working, like I said, good times, yeah. In the hard times, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> and no matter what, though, this is the thing I love. I'm so thankful to God is that no matter what, no matter what happens is that God loves you no matter what. And all VBS crew said? Awesome. Yeah, and that's where you'd mark it off. God loves you no matter what. But, but let's, let's read over this a little bit, uh, this text, because we find ourselves with Jonah. He's, uh, he is in the belly of a fish, whale, sea creature, whatever you want to call him. He was, let's just say he was in the lowest of the low uh, uh, figuratively and literally, in his life. So, if you will, follow with me in Jonah chapter 2, verses 3. And I want you to imagine just kind of what's going on. Remember, he, where he's at. Uh, For you cast me into the deep, verse 3, into the heart of the seas, and the flood has surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple." The waters, they closed in over me to, to take my life. The deep surrounded me. The weeds were wrapped around my head. At the root of the mountains, I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet, yet, you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Where was he at? He was, where, where was he at, kiddos, adults? He was where, in the belly of a? 
fish, whale, whatever, sea creature. But no matter where we're at, even for Jonah, and sometimes even for ourselves, no matter where we are, guess what? God is with you, as we heard in the video, omnipresent. God is with you everywhere. God is there. Now, as we dive a little bit more into the text, if you will join me in a word of prayer as we, as we kind of go into a little bit more of the sermon today. So bow our heads and close our eyes. God, you are so great and you are so amazing. And as we begin to look at uh, this story of, of Jonah, uh, may we just see how we can apply it to our lives This is all to your glory and yours alone, Lord. And we thank you for the time we get to be together today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right. So let's look at the kind of the thesis behind uh, the, the sermon for today. It's at the header for the adult sermon notes. You know, we all have our hurts, habits, and hangups that can direct us away from God. And the story of Jonah and God's relationship is, it's no exception. Oftentimes people think the story is of Jonah and the whale fish, but it's not. It's a story about Jonah and his relationship with God. And uh, when it comes to this story, um, we see that uh, the humanity has a whole struggles with distractions of this world, which is the reason the message of the prophets the apostles, and Jesus Christ himself was to first repent. Six-letter word, repent. And here's the thing. What is repentance? Okay, so with me. Repentance is uh, going one direction, changing direction, and running towards a new direction. Going one direction, changing direction and running towards a new direction. I love how Pastor Ray said it a couple uh, weeks ago. It's turning from our sin to our Savior is what repentance is. We see this inner dialogue of the process of repentance in a very low time in Jonah's life. Now, I don't like to assume anything. If this is your first time here, welcome to Desert Breeze. Some of you may be even scratching yourself, well, who is this Jonah, Pastor Bradley, that you're even talking about? Um, if you'd like to know a little bit more about Jonah and the context of the passage that we're reading, I would, I would uh, refer you back to last week's sermon with, where Kellen uh, gave the talk on rebellion, what, kind of, uh, what reasons why we turn away from God. Uh, but that was last week's sermon. You can find that on our website uh, at dbcc.com. Now, who is Jonah? Let me give you the Spark Notes version for today. Well, Jonah was a Jewish prophet. A prophet is a messenger from God with the message to non-Jews, Ninevites, which that was basically uh, people who he didn't like. So it was like almost his enemy, (laughs) which kind of brought with it its own struggles. Now, the message was repent, but not only was that his message, he would also be learning what it means to repent on the way to giving the message of repentance. Uh, 
Talk about irony, right? It's like when you ask for, uh, when you pray for patience, what's going to happen? Ah, you're going to get opportunities for patience. Well, when it comes to uh, repentance and, and Jonah's having to go give that message of repentance, uh, he's going to learn about it at two. And you know, the irony even, it's so humorous. I had to learn about that a little bit more this, when preparing for the message as well. What areas of life do we maybe need to repent in? Now, here's the cool thing is that no matter what, though, we realize that God is in charge. There we go. <laughs> you got it. We realize that God is in charge and he loves us. Even in our struggles, he loves us. Now, what I want us to do is I want us to be able to break down a little bit about the story of Jonah today in chapter 2. And we find him in the belly of the fish. And let's break down this, uh, this repentance or what it means to repent. So let's go with talking about let's going in one direction. And I'm not talking about the 2010's boy band. So, so I'm sorry some of you are like, who is that? But just know, you guys got to remember, I'm a dad. And even preparing, there were so many dad jokes that were coming into my head, so I tempered it down uh, for, the, for today. But just know, when it comes to going in one direction, uh, I remember a time uh, when I was going in a certain direction, and I kind of got a wake-up call. Um, I did athletics when I was in high school, and I loved doing basketball, I loved doing football, anything athletic I enjoyed. But during my freshman year, I thought I would learn to try out for football. First time, ever play football. And here I am, coach says, go tackle someone. And I go, and getting ready to tackle, this is like, once again, new to me, getting ready to tackle, and totally miss it, and I hit the referee. <laughs> now, what happens is I was getting ready to push myself up, referee fell down, and wrist went, <laughs> and now I can't bend my wrist like I used to anymore. <laughs> but this was kind of a wake-up call for me in realizing, well, okay, where was I putting like my worth and value in. And coming to realize when sitting on the bench that season, realizing I having to support others and realizing it wasn't just about me. It wasn't just about what I wanted. And here's your first point, uh, adults, uh, fill in the blank. Hardships in life have the potential to shock us into being aware of the direction we are going. How many of us have ever had something happen to us, get a phone call, get an email, and then all of a sudden, boom! Oh, yeah, I, our hands are going up. Yeah, it's like, uh-huh, it happens to me. And we have these hardships that happen, but you know what? We're no different than even the characters that happen in the Bible. I mean, you look at Joseph in uh, Genesis chapter 37, verse 24, um, now, a little context with this. We, we went over the story of Joseph this past uh, week in VBS, and the first place where we find him was in a pit. If you saw on the video, uh, I believe Sinead was in there, and her lip was just like, mm. and it was just really, it was like Joseph was in a pit. Well, what was the reason he was in a pit? Genesis 37, verse 22, and they, oh, who's they? His brothers. Brotherly love. They took him and threw him into a pit. The pit was empty, all right, and there was no water in it. Well, lovely. But why was he in the pit? Well, 
He had just right before, and if you remember, he had uh, the, a coat of many colors that he was showing off to his brothers. And he was saying like, hey, one day you guys, I had this dream, and one day you guys are going to all bow down to me. And not just you, but mom and dad too. Once again, prophetic, yes, but was that the best way to deliver the message? <laughs> Probably not. And therefore, he winds up in the pit where maybe he has to even think, ah, maybe that wasn't the best delivery message. <laughs> the, now, not only Joseph, but also Saul, where he gets a blinding light, boom, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Talk about a wake-up call. And when it comes to life, we have those hardships or those events where things require us to kind of take a look at ourselves. Everyone take a deep breath. <sighs> Looking at ourselves is not always fun. Usually it's not fun. But here's the thing, is in those hardships, God's still working and God is surprising. <laughs> if you think about it, uh, go ahead and mark that one off. If you think about it, Jonah, remember, he was going the opposite direction. And then the whole situation on the boat, and they said, okay, cast me over. And if you, he, was, he was almost wanting to die, if you're reading that. He's like, I'm going to die, and think, you know what? This will all be over. <laughs> what does God do? Whoa, giant fish. Nope, you ain't dying. <laughs> Well, once again, up for scholarly debate, whether he was dead or he wasn't. But the point being is he was at the lowest of the low in his life. And how many of us, maybe even walking in today, where we feel like, man, hardships of life, whether that's relationally, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, and just worn out. We're in our pit. But here's the thing. In unexpected events, that's your next point, we also see our default mentality. So these events are going to happen. Now, what are you going to do about it? We all, you know, in uh, uh, video gaming, you see uh, controllers. They have their default settings. What do they automatically go to? Like, uh, for us, we have sometimes a default setting that we do. Eh, sometimes it's engaging, maybe in the hardship, or maybe it's running, freezing, or fighting. Oh, I don't know. But we look at this and we see our default mentality and we have to come to a choice of saying either, hey, am I going to choose my way or am I going to choose Yahweh's? Once again, sorry guys. Or God's way. God's way. We all have to come to that point of saying, are we going to choose what God wants or what I want. It's like, hey, am I going to, uh, kids, you know how you, uh, cookies, am I going to grab that cookie or am I, I'm going to leave it alone. What am I going to do? Whatever your cookie is. <laughs> but here's the thing. We have that default mentality. You see this in Abraham when he was tested, say, hey, go sacrifice your son. And he's getting ready to go sacrifice his son, going up on the mountain. And all of a sudden, he's getting ready. And the angel of the Lord says, do not lay a hand on the boy. Do, or do anything to him. For now, I know that you fear God. Oof. His default mentality was being checked. Or we see with David. Where, whew, 
in 2 Samuel chapter 12 where uh, the prophet Nathan, messenger from God, came to uh, David, shared a story. And what has David said initially? He says, whoever did this bad thing, let him be put to death. Oh, that was him. (laughs) And he had to come to the awakening of, oh, what's my default mentality? And here's what happened. I have sinned against the Lord. And not just there. We look in Jonah. We just read that passage. You hear some of the the references in here. For you cast me into the deep, verse 3, into the hearts of the seas. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall look again upon your holy temple. Verse 4. The waters closed in over me to take my life. Verse 5. You go down to verse 7. When my life was fading away... When getting prepared, realizing a lot of these different spots in this uh, chapter 2, you can go back to Psalms. And he was defaulting back to what he knew back of, oh man, God is there. God is for me. How many of us have ever gotten in in a pickle? in a hard situation and where you were like um what was that song or what was that verse uh to help you in that what you were going to choose to do that default mentality now that's what's happening in going this one direction is there's this this uh this event that happens and we see what is going on and we see okay what are we going to do and this is where we go into the next part where changing the opposite direction. And this is what sometimes happens. And how many of you, oh, I, I, I've seen this uh, with my kiddos sometimes where, hmm, I should do that, but hmm. Hmm. You know, it's that, it's going, it's, it's that, that process of changing direction. It's, uh, it's that thoughts and that feelings that, that kind of go on seeing, okay, Go in the opposite direction? Uh, Yeah, I should, but will I? One of the things that... I have uh, four kiddos, my wife and I, Judy. We have Vincent, our eldest, nine years old. We have uh, Fivel, who's four, Evie, who's three, and then our foster child that we have with us, who's two years old. And one of the things, you know, Fivel and... Vincent, uh, are pretty little more easygoing kids. But Evie, who's three, uh, she's, <laughs> some of you are laughing because you know, she's a, she's a pretty strong-willed child. And Evie, my three-year-old, these, pa- these past weeks in the morning, she'll say, I want cheese balls. <laughs> Once again, this is in the morning. Cheese balls for breakfast? But what is the thing that happens when, when mom and me say, no, you can't have cheese balls in the morning? I want my cheese balls. Kids, come on. How many times have we done this where, where it's like, I want what I want? Or adults, how many times have we said this where we said, I want what I want? <laughs> oh. But, you know, here's the thing is there's this process that happens with Evie and then beginning to talk because she's in her fight, flight, or freeze mode when that conflict happens. And instead being able to say, hey, Evie, do we, do we eat cheese balls for breakfast in the morning? No. 
well, what can you have? You know, and beginning that process to beginning to think. But if you think, if you look at it, there's, uh, she showed an emotion. What emotion did she show when she said she couldn't have the cheese balls? Anger, yeah, uh, anger, mad, frustrated. <laughs> so there's that emotion. And for us, and this is the next part, uh, next fill in the brink, the emotion when we go through this process of repentance is oftentimes emotion is the first thing that shows up that, we, that we're able to see. And, and the emotion, you see this in, in uh, his, Jonah's prayer, the emotions of just, oh, the waters were crashing over me. Man, I, was, I can't, the temple, I was driven from your sight. Oh, a lot of emotions. And so for us, we are not robots. We have emotions as well. But when we come through this process of, of repentance, emotions, we kind of have to realize, well, First off, grief. Are we doing it because we know that it's the wrong thing to do or are we, are we grieving because, hey, we got caught and we know we should make a change? Or, this is the hard one, is it because, you know what? I need to maybe eat a little bit of humble pie and I was wrong. Who likes to really eat humble pie, huh? I know. <laughs> Kids, how many of you like to be wrong? No, no, no. You sometimes like to be wrong? Oh, man, good for your mom. Bless you. <laughs> but you know, even with that, even just saying that right there, hey, I, I'm okay with being wrong. You know what that's doing? That's being able to say, I'm eating humble pie. You know, I'm, eat, I'm okay with being wrong because I know that it is, it's not the right thing to do. But there's that emotion go, that goes on. But as, uh, as I share, uh, my, I'm by vocation. Yes, I'm the children's pastor here, but I'm also a marriage and family therapist. I always tell people there is always a thought behind the emotion. There is always, that's your next fill in the blank, there's a, always a thought behind the emotion. There's that inner thought that happens. And you see this going back and forth uh, with Jonah. There's, uh, there's this tension that keeps going on. And what, where it kind of boils down to with this tension with, goes back to identity. Who are you? What's my purpose? Why am I here? This thought of, okay, what's the, what am I, what's the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing? But there's this tension between what I should and I know, but also what does God want me to do? And that's a process of itself. But at some point, at some point, there has to be that decision to where I'm no longer going in that direction that I know is wrong, but I need to actually change the direction and start going that different way. But when it comes to going one direction, changing direction, that can be hard. And sometimes we're like this again. Here's, here's where I want, I want us to be able to look at is this is seen throughout the Bible as well. You look at Rahab in Genesis chapter 22, verse 12. Uh, Rahab, uh, the story is in the book of Joshua, uh, in, uh, in Genesis, and Rahab is uh, on the opposite team. She is, uh, or this is Joshua, sorry. That's the wrong one. <laughs> but uh, Rahab is on another team, and she's being surrounded. Uh, they're, they're, 
uh, Jericho is being surrounded by uh, the Israelites. And what happens is she hides the spies and she realizes like, oh, you know what? Your God is God. And as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. The Lord your God, he is God in the heavens above and on earth beneath. She changed direction. You look at even the story of the prodigal son, Luke chapter 15. Lived, uh, got his inheritance, lived a lavish lifestyle. It's like for kiddos, it's like going to a store and saying, hey, free reign. And then you realize you have no money. <laughs> and what the prodigal son does, he goes back to his father and he says, um, he goes back to his father and says, I'm not even worthy to be called your son. He changed direction to even the religious leader, Nicodemus. <laughs> goes to see Jesus at night. And he shares in John chapter 3, now there was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus. And he says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with them. Nicodemus kind of changed that direction. Now, here's the important thing. Going one direction, right? Changing the other direction. Great! But here is where the rubber meets the road that we need to look at. We need to make that final decision. And that's the next fill in the blank. We need to make that final decision to make that turn and go. And go not just walking, but running towards God. Running, not just, uh, I think I'll follow God. (laughs) But running towards God. It's that action. Now, when Running towards God, we see, uh, this is your next fill, choosing and running towards God, it'll result in a couple things. One, confidence. Back to, this was the actual reference for Rahab, Joshua chapter 2, verses 12, where talking about confidence, because if you notice, Rahab, not only does she change direction, she also says, hey, I'm going to make a a commitment uh, commitment with you, like, once, uh, once you, because I know you're going to defeat us, hey, I want to be, be on your team and I'll hide your spies. <laughs> like, so she has confidence to even ask that of, this, of the Israelites. Next one, asking for forgiveness. Now, here's the thing. Some say that uh, repentance and forgiveness are the same. Uh, repentance is the first part of that process. As a result of repentance and turning and running, things get revealed to us, and one of those things should result in forgiveness and asking for forgiveness for the wrong that we have. But here, and here's why I say it's a little bit different, because if you look at Jonah, he doesn't explicitly ask for forgiveness. He does say the next one uh, is uh, thankfulness. That's your next fill in the blank. Uh, you see that he is thankful in verse 9 where he says, but I with the voice of thanksgiving will sacrifice to you. He does turn, going one direction, turn, and he does repent. How do I know he repents? Well, if you look in chapter 3, we'll go into more next week. He, he does actually go to Nineveh and share uh, the message that God wanted him to. So he does go. But just like with that process of repentance, does Jonah explicitly repent? Initially, yes, but as a whole, ah, up for debate. (laughs) But 
running towards that new direction, confidence, it should result asking forgiveness, thankfulness, and the next thing it should is revival or running with God. But that is going to be a sermon for next week. So uh, get ready for next week, guys, that, that we're going to talk about what that means is running with God and revival. But here's the thing, you know, that with all of this, remember that God is stronger than anything. That God is stronger than anything. Because when going through this process, it can be, is there hope? Bradley, I have this hurt habit or hang up. There's no way. I've, I've had this struggle. There's no hope. How can there be anything that I can, how can I change? Well, guess what? God provides that through his, through his redemptive plan where he gave up his life so that you wouldn't have to pay the penalty. So we wouldn't have to pay the penalty. He loved us that much. But I just, uh, no. Done deal. God loves you. And we can repent and change direction. Now, here's where we go for, for the takeaways. Be aware of events that can trigger a need for repentance. Be aware of events that can trigger the need for repentance. Like I said, sometimes the hardest place to look is oh, at ourselves. And remember how I said earlier that you know, Jonah, he learned kind of the, the lesson of repentance while going to give the message of repentance. Well, for myself, even in gearing up, I had, realizing some areas where I needed to repent when it came to even just priorities of family. So, and this is the thing of repentance. Yes, it can be when it comes to salvation. Yes, we turn and we follow God, which is what we should do because God is our hope and our salvation and our strength. But you can also change or repent when it comes to mis, uh, misaligned priorities, whether that's in your marriage, whether that's with your kids, whether that's just in what you, God has called you to do in life. Or... Even maybe a change in attitude. Needing to honor God no matter what with whatever you need to, uh, uh, you should do. Now, second takeaway. It's okay to wrestle with that process of repentance. This is where truth comes into play, but also grace, grace and truth, not one or the other. God is, uh, God can take our emotions and our thoughts. He actually, he, once again, we're called to pray. Pray without ceasing, right? We should go to God with our struggles, with our hurts, our habits, and our hangups, even in our struggle when it comes to changing something that we may need to do in our life. And last one, repent and turn towards God and run. Not just walk, but run towards God. sign of Jonah was mentioned a little bit last week. And uh, that's found in Matthew chapter 12. If you hear it, if you, uh, 12 verse 4, it says, for just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the son of man 
be three days and three nights in the heart of the sea, of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the, at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. This is Jesus talking about himself. Jesus is here. He has a plan, a redemptive plan for us. While life there, there you, we can make that change in our lives where we're needing to, to first though run towards him. As it was said in, the, in our singing today, hallelujah, death is undone. Hallelujah, Jesus has won. Not only that, but oh, praise the one who paid my debt and raised this life up from the dead. <sighs> Guys, repent, repent, repent. Not always easy, but it is one thing that must be done. Um, thank you guys so much for joining family service today. Kiddos, you got all those marked off for today. Um, afterwards, uh, I'll be up here with any available uh, church leaders. Well, if, you, if you're just needing someone to pray with or just even to talk about uh, repentance or maybe a change you need in your life, we're up here and available. Um, thank you guys again so much, and let's close in a word of prayer for today. Oh, God, you are so amazing and, and great. Thank you for this, even this process of repentance. And may we just not turn or walk, but may we run towards you to grow in a deeper relationship with you. And whatever uh, struggles we may have, may we just be able to take those deep breaths and saying, God, I need you. Every hour I need you. Lord, thank you so much for our church family here. Continue to guard us, be with us, and lead us for all for your glory, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen.